all is fair in Popes and Uno. Yeah, all is fair in Popes and Uno. That's what I always say. Welcome back to the Bucket of Run podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney, and, and this is the take we're going. And this is the take we're going with, and we're going to tell you once again that we are bringing you a story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully, by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell, except if you're dreaming. Because then time can get a little wonky. Oh. You know? Just like your dreams when you said you dreamed about this. I did dream about this and I hated it. (laughs) That's what happens when I have a story idea in my head for too long, even though I've, like, written it. If I don't purge it from my body in the form of telling you all about it. Yeah. Then it creeps into my dreams once again that's why i started this whole podcast (laughs) my brain is just a swirling mess a cacophony of you did this to me of of, you know nonsense in the form of cryptids and murder murder this is it's not murder is it this isn't that (laughs) nor is it a cryptid oh So the only way that I can figure out how to tell this story is to tell you what happened and then try to explain why. Okay. I mean, that's how most stories go, right? Yeah, but no, usually I do some (laughs) build-up. And that's not this. Okay? Okay. (laughs) So, let me paint you a word picture. The year is January. Nope, that's a month. (laughs) (laughs) It's January. I'm already confused. Confusion. (laughs) Look over there. (laughs) (laughs) The time... (laughs) The time frame we're visiting is January of 897. Pope Stephen VI ordered a trial against his predecessor, Pope... Formosus. I already know this story. <laughs> Gosh darn it! No! I already know this story. I know where we're going with it. Then do you know how to say Pope Formosus? Formosus? I think that's right. Okay. I don't know. I just want to say was that Was this they, a puppet history? It was It was a ruined history. A ruining oh. history, which was the predecessor to puppet history. Well, now I'm extremely disappointed. But he did three stories in one, so it was very short, so there probably wasn't as many details. But continue. Tell the, tell the folks. Tell the folks. The time is January 897. (laughs) Pope Stephen VI has ordered a trial against his predecessor, Pope Formosus. F-O-R-M-O-S-U-S. That's important. Formosus. Not mimosus. Formosus. I wish. For mimosus. (laughs) We all are. That's how he won the the campaign for being Pope. He was a brunch Pope. Jesus really liked him. Nope. You heard it here. Jesus likes brunch. (laughs) Yep, that's what we said. We said that with with her mouth. (laughs) This was a wild and strange trial for many reasons. 
While Formosus sat on the throne dressed in his proper papal robes, and a deacon sat speaking for him, well, he was quiet. He was pretty quiet about the whole thing. He was indeed. He was quiet because he was a corpse. He was dead. <laughs> he was D-E-D dead. dead. Yep. Yep. Formosus was being tried post-death. <laughs> nope, not post-death. Post-life. <laughs> post-life. <laughs> this was what was known as the Cadaver Synod. The name was given because cadaver stands for cadaver, which he was. And synod is a council trial type thing involving the church. Sure. So the church can call synod to put basically anyone, anyone on, on trial. trial. So they decided to put the dead guy on trial. Yup. So in order to explain this, we're going to uh, need to share a little historical <laughs> potpourri. <laughs> I'm turning the podcast up now, off now. It was nice knowing everybody. I like turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs> no. Nope. So uh, today, in I believe, as far as I understand, the Pope is chosen by a college of cardinals, the church's most senior officials who are appointed by the Pope and usually ordained bishops. So, Pope chooses cardinals, then when Pope dies or resigns, cardinals choose new Pope. Sure. They are summoned to a meeting at the Vatican, which is followed by a papal election or a conclave. Yeah, but aren't you supposed to pick, isn't the Pope supposed to be the guy who's like, or a girl, but mostly guys, right, who is in connection and speaks with God? Yeah. So how do they know? I thought that God also chose the Pope. Right? And then when I read about it, it was like, nah, but their spirits are led by God to choose the Pope. Anyway, in the early days of the church, popes were chosen in kind of a different manner. To explain this process and to get to the topic of Formosus, uh, we need to travel in time and have a short history lesson about the Roman Empire. Okay. (laughs) In the year 800, Charlemagne was crowned the Roman Emperor and set high standards for education, the clergy, and political stability. Unfortunately, when he died, his son, Louis the Pious, was not exactly a golden child. Instead, his, his poor leadership and eventual death plunged the empire into a spiral. Uh, his sons, which were Charlemagne's grandsons, basically went to civil war against one another until the empire was broken into three sections. Okay. His sons, who were Charlemagne's grandsons, were Louis the German, Charles the Bald, and Lothair. That's stupid. (laughs) Were they all German, or was he just... No, I don't know. (laughs) Listen, I don't know. No, they were, like, uh, something else. Yeah, then why is he called Louis the German? I think he... Louis? He eventually... Yup. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Probably. (laughs) How would I know? (laughs) we weren't there you're absolutely right we don't know what they called him so louis the german somebody the bald and then loaf charles the bald and lothair l-o-t-h-a-r-r lothair sure they were in charge of these three sections of what was once the roman empire correct so i'm sure louis the german i'm not sure i think louis the german or or louis the german was called that because his section contained Germany. Sure. Okay. 
Uh, the title of emperor was held by Lothair. I'm probably that's why he didn't have a fancy name like mm. the bald. Lothair the emperor. Lothair the emperor. That makes or sense. <laughs> emperor the Lothair. But the position didn't hold power over his brother's lands. So like it was title only. They were kings over their own sections. Okay. So he kept uh, the middle section. Okay. Whereas Charles held the west and Louis held the east. Okay. Back to the church. At this time, the practice of the church was to elect bishops from and by the local clergy members with approval of the lay people. So the people who went to the church would help choose from the clergy members a bishop who would then be who is in charge of that area. Are clergy members just people who are running the church? Yeah. Okay. Well, they're, they're people who work in and for the church. Priests. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Priests. Sure. All, all men, Catholic Church, very heavily male. Yeah. In terms of leadership. Anyway, uh, the person who would become the Pope was the Bishop of Rome. So, like, everybody in the, each region chose their own bishop mm-hmm. through the lay people. Yeah. And then whoever was the Bishop of Rome, according to the lay people and the clergy, was the Pope. Okay. Rome was seated in the middle Francia, which was ruled by Emperor Lothair. Okay. Since the lay people had such a say in the selection of bishops, local families and nobles used their status to push for their guy to get yeah. to the top. It's corrupt from the beginning. I literally wrote, Caitlin, can you say corruption? <laughs> <laughs> it's corrupt from the beginning. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Taking absolutely. all that money, waving it around. Yeah, basically, you're you're buying elections. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For your person. Or so you're be- telling people to stay hush-hush about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But either way, you're pushing... It's a it's a political race. Yeah. This is basically a division of parties. And you pick whose side you want to be on or who you think is going to make it to the top. Yeah. It was not about the betterment of the church. Bop, 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 bop to the top. Interstage right for Moses. Sure. Maybe stage left. I don't know. He came onto the scene. Okay. Formosus was a successful missionary and a cardinal bishop of Porto, Italy, during this time. He increased the presence of the church in Bulgaria so much that the Bulgarian prince, Bourgois, B-O-G-O-R-I-S, I'm sure that's not how you say it. Anyway, he petitioned Pope Nicholas I, the pope at the time, to have Formosus as the archbishop of the Belgian church. So he was bishop of Porto, Italy. Okay. But he was doing missionary work in Bulgaria. And so the Bulgarian prince was like, let him be bishop of us too. He's doing such a good job. You can't do that, can you? No, absolutely not. Nicholas denied the request because there is a rule that bishops cannot move from one area to another and you can't have two at one time. You can't have two bishophoods at one time. Well. I yeah. think it's called Episcopal, but I don't think, I don't know if that's right. That's what my resource said. So bishophood I like, is. I like bishop. Uh, right. <laughs> you cannot hold two, two bishop bishophoods hoods. at once. <laughs> bishop hats? Yes. Hoods? No. Formosus had to return to Rome while Bulgaria entered the Byzantine church. So they were actually like, oh, okay, you won't let him be our bishop. Peace. We're going to be part of a different church. Okay. Good for them. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, they needed a leader, and and he wasn't allowed to lead them. Right. It's fine. He continued to grow in popularity, though. Uh, This meant he gained plenty of enemies as well. Sure. For example, he made it clear that he did not like Charles the Bald. Why? Because he was bald? Uh, Listen, I... 
think it's rude to consider that, and I've written that here. <laughs> he can't help his hairline. And it's not the worst name, because one of Louis the German's sons was named Charles the Fat. <laughs> oh, that's mean. And I might have lied, I don't know which which brother Charles the Fat belonged to, but it wasn't Charles the Bald. Oh, right. It was named for his uncle. We're just saying that Charles the Bald isn't the worst nickname that this family has come up with. Extended family. Yeah. But the people we are saying him. that Charles the Bald is the person that Phrosis did Formosus, not like. Yeah, Phrosis didn't like him. He didn't support his him politically. Cool, okay. So, after Nicholas I, there were some popes. I don't know how many. Sure. And then we get to Pope John VIII. Okay. John VIII excommunicated Formosus oh. on the charges of attempting to become the Bishop of Bulgaria. He did that. Yeah. Being a traitor to Charles the Bald. Yep. Mm-hmm. He did that. And coveting the papacy. Coveting. He coveting. wanted to be coveting the papacy, which basically boils down to trying to buy his position of being the Pope. Oh, he's not the only one. He's not the only one. <laughs> but it is a crime. <laughs> Lucky for Formosus, John VIII was assassinated in 882. Oh my god! I did not see that coming, okay. <laughs> Neither did John VIII. Oh my god, okay. Too soon? Yeah, I mean, 800 and whatever. 82. <laughs> John VIII's replacement, Pope Marinus I, reinstated the old lad. Formosus returned to being the bishop of Porto, Italy. Okay. Following Marinus I were St. Adrian III and Stephen V. Their terms were short. Okay. Marinus lasted two years, St. Adrian one, and Stephen V about six. Years? Years. Okay. Of being Pope. It was a very short life expectancy, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of them, I believe, were killed or died. Yeah. A lot of wars going on. It's like when you become president, how you age 20 years. Yeah. Which I think is probably because they tell you the secrets to time travel and aliens, and mm-hmm. so you pl- you dabble too much. Lizard people. Come out with gray hair. Yeah. They suck the life from you in order to give it to the... Dementors are real. Queen Elizabeth's lizard baby eggs. It, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> All of that is true. Dementors are real, yeah. <laughs> During Stephen V's papacy... He unwillingly crowned Guy of Spoleto as emperor. So, basically, the Pope had to recognize the emperor in order for them to be emperor. Mm-hmm. And, and he co- didn't want to, but they were like, to. we're going we're gonna to kill you. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you're emperor. You're, you're going to recognize me as Pope? Sure. Or else. His name was Guy Spoleto? Guy of Spoleto. Spoleto, <laughs> I believe, is a place. Guy Spoleto's a great name. Guy Spoleto. Hey, write that down. The next pet I get, their name will be Guy Spoleto. Look out, Guy Fiori. Ferrari? Fiori? Fieri. Fieri? Fieri. Fieri. I'm a Mario. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, what does this have to do with Formosus? When Formosus finally ascended to the role of Pope in 891, Guy was the emperor. Okay. Did Guy help him get his popehood? No. So basically what happened was Stephen V had to crown Guy Emperor because he was backed into a corner. Yeah. You can't 
dethrone an emperor right. as the Pope. Right. But you can recognize them. Yes. So when Formosus came to the pope, pope seat of Pope, yeah. guy was already the emperor. Okay. So he had to be like, oh yeah, okay, I guess sure, you're the emperor. emperor. Cool. Okay. Sure. And Guy also, like, co-emperored with his son, Lambert. Okay. Which is important for later. So Guy and Lambert had to be recognized by Formosus. Okay. It's unfortunate. On the surface of the relationship, Formosus was looking to the emperor-son duo for strength and protection, because he didn't want to be assassinated. Right. But if we look a little deeper and into the background of this, we see that Formosus was collaborating with Germany's king, Arnulf, A-R-N-U-L-F, who was attempting to siege Rome during the time. So he basically was giving the German king access to Rome and making backdoor dealings to usurp the king, the emperor. Who's the, and the emperor is Guy Spoleto. And his... Son, Son Lambert Spoleto. Yeah. <laughs> of. There's, their middle name is of in this scenario. Their last they name is They passed out the middle name too? That's weird. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes it happens like that. Is this making sense? Yeah, so there were a bunch of popes. Um, Rome was split into three, right? So mm-hmm. there's multiple counties going on. One of them is now currently run by Guy Spoleto. Excuse me? Yeah. Guy Spoleto, who can't necessarily be unemperored at this point in time by the Pope. Who is now? Who is now Formosus. Yep. Um, who came after Stephen. And, but Formosus isn't really enjoying, necessarily enjoying Guy and Lambert. Mm-hmm. So he is trying to give stuff resources to Arnulf mm-hmm. who is now the king of Germany yep in hopes that he will attack and take over this particular part of Rome he wants him to become emperor of, of all of it of all of it so basically so it it's the three things still mm-hmm. um so just we'll say that Arnulf is in charge of the east east and mm-hmm. then Guy and Lambert are in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the emperorship is held by the middle, middle one. Right. Section. That's right. That's right. Right. So he doesn't want them to be emperor anymore. So he's like, hey, come take over. Exactly. You're doing so good. Keep it up with all this historical potpourri. I have a photographic memory. So it's all you up here. You haven't seen any of it. <laughs> You had a phonographic memory? I have secretly been taking pictures of you talking with my brain so I can replay it. And then you play it like a flip book. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, Guy of Spoleto died the year of Arnulf's siege. And Arnulf... Oh. That's not true. Guy of Spoleto kind of defended Rome from the first siege. Okay. Then Guy died. Okay. And of was natural like, causes. Yeah, it probably it doesn't matter. It unrelated to Arnulf. Okay, okay. And then Arnulf was like, "Oh, your emperor's dead. Here we go again. This sucks." Okay. <laughs> so he laid out a second siege. Mm. So he attacked again. So now he's probably attacking what his Lambert. Yes, Lambert yeah. is the only one left to rule. Rome is weak, and he was successful. He defeated Lambert and Formosus. 
Formosus crowned Arnulf the Emperor of Rome. Oh, but now he's in charge of... Both. Both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not a bad gig. Emperor of Rome and King of Germany. I'd be so hard. I don't understand. Okay, never mind. Let's not get into it. Because that's going to be a whole thing. You ever played Risk? No, and I don't want to. <laughs> this feels like Risk to me. Yeah, but a lot. Like, how do you... You have to be in charge of so many people. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, though. Their lines did not last. Oh, okay. Uh, Arnulf became paralyzed at oh. some point. Was not able to keep power, and Formosus died <laughs> in the year 896. Okay, so. Then the spot of Pope, the chair, is now open, mm-hmm. and people basically, like, rioted in the streets because they were bickering about who they wanted to be the next Bishop of Rome who would then be the Pope. Okay. So they're still able to elect that position. The clergy elect it with the influence of the lay people. Sure. Um, because the clergy was under such pressure in this situation, it forced Boniface the the sixth into the position of Pope. Okay. Uh, do you want to guess how long he retained this title? Like three months. Less. Two months. Less. Two weeks? Fifteen days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, oh no! Did he die? Well. Was he, was he killed? experts have yet to agree. <laughs> he just vanished? He either died from, quote, the gout. Okay. Which, I don't think so. Or he was forcibly ejected to make room for the other party's candidate, who was Stephen VI. Sure, okay. Now. He died from the gout? <laughs> gout today is what like... Is God today is like you have too much uric acid because you eat too much red meat or your body just produces too much. You eat like a lot of liver. Sure. It's gross. Um, but your usually your big toe or your knee or a joint gets little uric acid crystals in it and it hurts and burns a lot and it swells and it looks red. Okay. You can fix it. He died from that. Okay. Well, or... <laughs> or... They meant something else by gout. <laughs> or... They were like, man, he just, his big toe, man, it swelled yeah. up and then he was gone. Yeah. Just kidding, here's Stephen the Sixth. Right, so Stephen, Stephen the Sixth? Uh-huh. Is now in Pope, charge. Pope Stephen the Sixth. Didn't we already have a Stephen? Do we have a Pope We had Stephen the Fifth. Oh. And then at the very beginning, when I told you about the trial, I spoke of Stephen the Sixth. <laughs> so I wasn't wrong. So Pope Stephen the Sixth now basically strong-armed his way into... Yeah. Popus, pa- the, papacy. the papacy. The papacy. Yep. <laughs> the he was the his party basically kicked Jaboy out. Sure. So that he could be the Boniface the sixth out. Yeah. So that he could be the pope. Be the pope. So yeah, he strong armed his way in. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So this is two months, two popes after Formis, Formosus. And only seven months later, we come to January of 897. Okay. Because it went Formosus, then Boniface, then Stephen VI. Yes. And it has been... Seven months. Seven months, and it's January of 1890... 897. 897. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, just so you're also aware, because Arnulf died... Yeah. Lambert took back the, his seat of power. Okay. 
So you now have Stephen the Sixth, whose party just strong-armed his way into this papacy. Yeah. And Lambert, who was now Moses basically betrayed. Right. And he's now the emperor. Right. And these boys, they hold grudges. Right. So Stephen the Sixth is actually widely considered one of the eight worst people to hold the position of pope. <laughs> Wait, wh- why? <laughs> He because of this specifically. Oh, okay, okay, like, okay. There's other ones who like had mistresses yeah. and execute people they didn't like right. and whatever. But this is for this for the reason of the cadaver synod. Yeah, Stephen the Sixth is considered one of the eight baddest popes, as he should. Not baddest in a badass way. <laughs> Not baddest in a cool way. <laughs> Not baddest in a cool way. <laughs> right, right, right. Unless okay. you think putting dead guys on trial is cool. Well, let's see how it goes. To each their own. Let's see how it goes. So do you see a problem with Formosus being put on trial? Because <laughs> he's dead. Because <laughs> he's dead. Absolutely. <laughs> they dug him up. They absolutely did. Uh, Stephen Six had Formosus's body dug up out of St. Peter's Basilica. Which yeah. is where they all the popes have laid to rest. It's sure. like Gettysburg, but not Gettysburg. Arlington. The fancy military cemetery. Absolutely. It's like a fancy military cemetery, but for popes. Can I ask a quick question that you may get into? Why why is he putting Formosus on trial? He doesn't he didn't like his attitude. Wait, really? Yeah. He well, I'll get into the charges, but I but basically Stephen the Sixth was just widely considered to be like an irate person. Yeah. And he thinks this'll be cool. He thought he's like, I'm the Pope, I can do this. Yeah. I'm standing up for Lambert, which makes uh, me look good. And also I hated this guy. Right. <laughs> I don't really know how much they cross paths in life, other than like Formosus was Pope before he was. Yeah. So he dug him up from this Pope Cemetery, yes. and I think it was also it was actually a um, mausoleum. So he Pope dug Zillium. him up from this Pope mausoleum, <laughs> dressed him in fancy clothes, sat him in a chair, looked at a little fourteen-year-old boy that was a lay or a deacon, a deacon, Probably and a said, older. "Translate." Mm. He said, "You defend him." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did. He basically took. A Appointed a deacon to speak for Formosus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's like, well, at least he has the defense. Sure. It's like his defense lawyer. Sure. Uh, in the trial. Yep, he dressed him up. He appointed the deacon. And then he started just screaming charges at him. Absolutely. Uh, amongst the charges hurled at the deceased were coveting the papacy. Okay, again, that's basically trying to buy the position. Yeah. Ruling over multiple bisphorics. Which I think is bishoprics. Sure. Uh, the latter was we talked about. You can't rule over two because there's like checks and balances. We don't want you ruling over two bishoprics at once. It gives you too much power. And then the first one is like you shouldn't buy a political election, but everybody was doing it. But Stephen the Sixth kind of did it, most likely because he got Boniface kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> but did he pay for it? I don't know. <laughs> As Stephen the Sixth berated the skeleton before him, the deacon could do little in terms of defense. Stephen shouted, quote, When you were bishop of Porto, why did you usurp the universal Roman see in such a spirit of ambition? 
I don't know what you just said. I honestly don't know what you just said. He basically said, while you were bishop of Italy, this place in Italy, why did you try to usurp, why did you try to become bishop of Rome and thus steal the papacy? Because remember, he was bishop in Italy. No, I know. How did he become bishop of Rome? And he was trying to be bishop in Bulgaria. Basically, he was just, like, asking questions that the man couldn't answer because he was dead. And the deacon couldn't answer because the deacon's, like, 12. The deacon's, like, well, I don't know that. <laughs> I'm making Deacons a mistake. She's, like, older. It wasn't I said 14 the first time. If they would have said altar boy, I'd be with you, but I don't know about that. <laughs> He's getting younger. <laughs> Got that Benjamin Button. I don't know. So, my qu- so some of my resources say that there was also a person or people who were assigned to sit near or behind Formosus and, like, nod and shake his head. <laughs> <laughs> when it was appropriate. Now, my question for you is, if you were being screamed at for coveting the papacy, what head motion would you do? <laughs> Am I guilty or not guilty? That's I can't answer that. I think I'd shake my head either way. Just shake your head no? Yeah. I thought it'd be more like a circular motion. Or more of like, you're dead. So more like a... I don't know. I don't know. Well, nobody could see that, so... <laughs> they imagine it being really cool. Oh my god. You're so stupid. I know. <laughs> So, the drama of the cadaver synod mounted when a literal earthquake shook through the San Giovanni Laterano Basilica where the event was taking place. My god, do you think that that was divine intervention for, like, a he was a terrible, like, he was a terrible, like, Formosus mm-hmm. was a terrible pope? Or divine intervention, like, stop this right now? I think Stephen VI was like, see? <laughs> see? God has spoken in my favor. Oh my god, okay. I think he absolutely used it to his Sure. I mean, who wouldn't at that point? Yeah. What are you going to do? Be like, oh no, I was wrong. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -mm 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 -mm. With little defense and an irate current pope, it is unsurprising that Formosus was found guilty. With this conclusion, Formosus was stripped of his robes that they had put him in for this event. And then they (laughs) buried him in an unmarked (laughs) grave. And then they dug him up and threw him into the river. No, 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 not yet. First, they chopped off the three fingers he used to perform blessings as the Pope, which I asked Nick, and he said, it'd be these three. Which are? Your index finger, your middle finger, and your... Ring finger. I don't know if that's right. I think it's actually these three. Your thumb, your pointer finger, No, he said it was your thumb, your pointer finger... And your middle finger. So they cut those fingers off. Because I asked if it was like an okay symbol <laughs> where they cut off your pinky, your middle finger. Because I did find pictures of Francis, Pope Francis, the current Pope, doing the okay symbol. <laughs> but I don't think that was for the purpose of a blessing. By cutting off the three, these three fingers, which I'm sure have a special name, I call them the blessing fingers. They basically invalidated any... Thing that he had done as far as so do you think if you like in his life bless somebody who was blind to see again those three fingers were cut off they became blind again i don't that would be a miracle <laughs> and i don't know that they thought he, he's wait that's a saint i got it wait saint. hold on i got confused you're right you're right <laughs> but i did right here oops you no longer baptized and married because we cut these skeletons oh, yeah, people off. Are married oh gosh 
and baptized. Yeah. And their death rites were performed. Mm. So nobody can go to heaven now. Yep, basically. Why didn't they think... That's terrible. All these people got punished because one guy wanted to scream at a dead guy. It's weird. Maybe it's a fetish thing. That he wanted to scream at the dead guy and then cut off his fingers? He kept them as souvenirs. Definitely, definitely, definitely. What did he do with his fingers? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Stephen, what did you do with his fingers? Anyway, 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 anyway. So they buried the remainder of Formosa's body in a regular-ass cemetery Mm -hmm. instead of the Holy Pope one at the St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Stephen VI then decided this was not nearly enough. He decided to be uber dramatic again. Mm-hmm. It had a flare-up of crazy, dug Formosus up for a second time, and then tied him to blocks and threw him into the beer, the Tabir River. Yep. Which was considered... putting Tying someone up like this and throwing them in the Tabir River was literally to disgrace their body, and it was done to, like, criminals and traitors. Yeah. Like, it was a bad punishment. If he believed it, he thought he was a criminal. Though. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. But this is, like... It's theatrical, sure. It's a little bit too like much, sure, but... worst criminals. But if you think about it, right? And if Formosus was... Let me play devil's advocate here for a moment. If Formosus really did do all that stuff with ill intent, then he is kind of the worst of the worst, right? He didn't make the list. Well, I know, but <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Stephen thought he was absolutely justified. Right, right. Somehow, whether by fisherman or monk, depending on the story you read. Yeah. Formosus' body was recovered and stashed away. You'd think that'd be a... That's divine intervention once once again, his body being found. Well, then... Rumors began to spread that the washed-up body was performing miracles. <laughs> See? See? What did I just say? <laughs> like, Look what I do without my fingies. <laughs> what did I just say? Oh, my God. Um, another reason that I think Stephen had thrown his body... I, I have read Stephen had his body thrown into the Tabir River is because he thought, if I do this, there will be nothing left for people to try and make relics out of. Oh, okay, people yeah. People can't try and to people, turn him into if a people saint. people still liked Formosus. Right, yeah. or if they're trying to make him into a saint, yeah. they can't if they don't have body parts. Right, but, but they I found his body. his fingies. Right. I got his Well, fingies. allegedly. We don't know what happened to the fingers. He ate him. Uh, well. <laughs> Someone did. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All three. <laughs> so it's how- a good thing we're not on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> I think we'd have more of a following if they saw that. How did people react? Do you think it's weird? I think, uh, I think, I think like at first people were probably all for it, and it's like something to do, right? But also like after a little bit, I'm sure it's kind of like okay, like nobody cares. He's dead. Like nobody cares anymore. This is just weird. What if I told you that it was the opposite of that? What people like. They like about the trial or the body being found. The the trial. Were people into it? They rioted. For or against it? Against Stephen. Well, yeah, it's weird. There was an insurrection. People were pissed. He was actually thrown into prison, <laughs> and then he was strangled to death. <laughs> in oh gosh! July or August of eight hundred and ninety-seven, the same year. I can't say he didn't deserve it. Now who's pope? The next pope was Theodore II. He decided to convene another synod. 
which successfully annulled the cadaver synod. Okay. So he was like, everything that happened is in- reverse now. Reverse, reverse. Been dumped, but in reverse. <laughs> Basically, there's going to be about to be a lot of Uno reverse cards. Sure. So Theodore the Second says, "Reverse back to you, Stephen." Right. I'm no. Moses is reinstated. Sure. As are his acts revalidated. Sure. Theodore then ordered that the body be recovered from wherever it was, wherever it was on the riverside, and reburied at the basilica. Okay. In the Pope Cemetery. Yeah. In its, like, it wanted, he wanted it reburied, but also back in its, like, Pope garb. Yeah. Like, in its, um, not sacrificial, sacramental vestment. <laughs> sure. Ooh. <laughs> sacramental. <laughs> Close uh, call, uh, even though you still said it. <laughs> I had to say it to get it out of the way for the right word to come Right, through. right, I get it. Theodore the second successor... Pope John the Fourth, nope, John the Ninth, reiterated this by having. He basically called a synod that said, "These seven cardinals, clergy people, who participated in the cadaver synod, I'm excommunicating them, and I'm prohibiting any future trial of a corpse." Oh, good. So oh my gosh, good. do you think like the deacon and the people that had to move for Moses's body like a puppet were the people that got <laughs> no I don't think they were cardinals no, no, no. right Those he was a deacon you're right folk. he was only 10 years old he can't excommunicate him no this wasn't the end Pope Sergius the third who was Pope from 904 to 911 he had also helped judge the cadaver synod oh Jesus and he didn't like the Uno reverse cards, so he Uno reversed on the Uno reversed and overturned the rulings of Theodore the Second and John the Ninth, and reaffirmed Formosus' conviction. Oh my God, who cares this much? And then he had a very—I don't know the word for it. Basically, he he put an epitaph on the tomb of Stephen the Sixth that was like. You did a good job, buddy. <laughs> I think what you did You're valid. I think what you did was valid and you did you were a good a good guy. Sure. Sure. And that's and that's where we're at. But I do wanna say Wait, really? Yeah. It never got reversed again? Uh no, I don't think so. People just kept going back and forth and back and forth and I don't think it ever got reversed i should double check that but so he's now not everything he did is gone that's unfortunate yeah unfortunately all is fair in popes and uno yeah all is fair in popes and uno that's what i always say oh uh so it just says that later the validity of formosus being Pope was re-reinstated and the decision of Sergius was basically disregarded by the church. I don't know who made that decision. Wait, so Formosus is a Pope? Yeah, they re-Poped him. They re-Poped him. Uh, Now, I do want to also say that even though John John the Ninth had said no more posthumous trials, which are these trials after you've been done dead. Yeah. Um, within the church, there was one other... Oh. Within the church, 
The one resource I read said, oh, the church never did this again. Yeah, they did. Pope Boniface the Seventh okay. was trialed by... I don't think his body was dug up to do it. Okay. And dressed up and put in a throne. Yeah. No one was that dramatic. Sure. No one had an earthquake during. But they did try him. Uh, other people that have been tried by posthumous trials were um, Joan of Arc. They, like, retried her. Okay. It was more of a... That was more of a good thing. She wasn't a pope, though. No. No, that was the only pope. These are other just oh. general people. Pope Boniface was the only other pope. Gotcha. So, uh, Joan of Arc, the Wan Lee Emperor, Francesco Maria Carafa, Wu Zun, W-U-X-U-N. Uh, it's some other people I can't necessarily pronounce. Sure. Uh, but there's only been, like, a handful of, like, notable posthumous trials. Just two of them happen to be popes. Sure. None were quite as dramatic None that I know of involved earthquakes. That's a bit disappointing. It it is honestly. I the fact that we peaked in eight hundred and ninety seven is really. Well, we just got to start trying dead popes again, or anyone to repope them. We gotta we gotta pope them up on a throne and then repope them and depope yeah. them and yeah. get out them Uno cards. Exactly. That's what I got for you. I do want to say thank you to um, Sam and to Brent for bringing this story to my attention. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it. And I was just a little mind blown <laughs> that we had all these popes with very short terms trying to do real big things. Yeah. Almost all focused on other popes. Yeah, in that Ruining History episode, they talk about this guy. They also talk about a pope who had sex parties. Mm, it's probably one of the ones on the bad pope list. Oh my god, cats fighting right in front of my face. That sounds like a name of like an 80s band. Cats fighting right in front of my face? Mm, maybe 90s. Oh, listen, a- 80s, we can't 90s. keep doing this because now we're going to go back to the cats and cats debate. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I didn't bring it up. <laughs> cats cats debate. Uh, yeah, and I'm putting the link on here to the eight worst. It just says eight bad popes. So eight like, bad popes. Absolutely. That's what I eat for breakfast. Eight bad popes. Eight bad popes. That's another '90s band name <laughs> or a cereal, according to you. Is it a cereal? Eight bad popes. Sure. Eight bad. Popes. But is it like seven? No, is it bad popes? Because you're like, ah, eight bad popes. Eight bad popes. Why was six? Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Do you think that this story will keep you up at night? Will you still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? Um, unfortunately, since I've already heard this story, I do think that I'll be able to sleep as snug as a bug and rug. Although, it is one of my favorite stories to, well, I rewatch it all the time on Ruining History. But I think it's hilarious in its own way. Horrifying, obviously. But, like, I don't know. It's just... Why would anybody do, dig Just up a dead like body and the, put him on trial? Audacity. The theatrics that went into it, could you imagine? Like, he had to sit there and yell at something he that he knew was not going to respond. Yeah. He's like, like, that's wild. I'll show you. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead, buddy. What did you... Could you not do it in life? So you yeah. just, like, project... He projected a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. 
Absolutely. The pictures of it are great too. Have you ever seen like a a I've painting of? I'll, I'll show you um a painting basically of this. It's just. It's exactly what you think it would be. I want to get one and hang it on my wall. You might get a tattoo of it. This isn't nearly as dramatic as the other one I saw because he's not. He's like a skeleton, but he's got like facial hair. I like it. And then the deacon's just like, dude. Yeah, are I you don't know. He's are like, you serious? He right retired now? after that. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm disappointed that this one doesn't have any people in the background like moving his head, moving his head about to and fro. Um, I just don't. I just don't understand the motivation. Other than just putting on a show for the emperor, yeah. Who like does he care now? Mm. Well, I think Stephen the sixth. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that he probably became pope through some shady dealings, so he almost had to have the backing of the emperor like as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So he went a little above and beyond the call of duty in that sense, yeah. and then was like, "Ooh." One of the things that I read said that. He pushed, Stephen VI pushed so hard to have Formosus' acts invalidated because one of his acts was shadily helping Stephen VI come into a position of power. Yeah. So if he said, oh, well, that doesn't count, then he can say, I did it on my own. Right, right. Which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but basically he was like, I gotta cover my own back, so I'm gonna go hard in the paint on this I'm gonna go hard in the paint. Yeah. Well, if you want to see pictures of the Cadaver Synod, Cadaver Synod you can look on our Facebook page. It's Bug and Rug. You can look on our Instagram and Twitter. That's at BAR Podcast. If you have ever gone to trial against a corpse, let us know. BAR Podcast at gmail.com. DM us. We'll send you a sticker. If you know how you would shake your head in response to being screamed at, I think it would be a no. For trying to steal the papacy. No, and like an exasperated, like, this is ridiculous. Why am I here? I wish that the people making him move about would have, like, had, like, a sighing motion. Like, <sighs> someone sat directly behind him and did. Yeah, but that's what the deacon's there for. Yeah. He yeah. sighs. He sighs. Uh, Formosa's sighs. <laughs> What's the. Rolls his eyes. I know they didn't have these probably in the 800s, but, um, like, the things that you use to stoke a fire. Like the accordion thing sure. you're talking about? Yeah. What if you like put one of those into him and it's just like Mwah. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. I had a flashback of like um the Princess Bride because a bill like a billow thing is to be used I know to make him talk. About. Yeah. Oh, maybe for Moses was mostly dead. Mostly dead. Mostly dead. Which means well, he's slightly alive. Slightly alive. <laughs> what do hey, what do you have that's worth coming back for? To blame. He said to blame, which means to bluff. This, you know what? Liar! Liar! Why didn't we think of this sooner? This is exactly how that played out. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, thank you for the story. It was really good. I really enjoy it. I think it's funny. It's a funny one. It was a good suggestion. I have terrible humor. I think that's funny, but it was kind of funny. I wish I understood. Yeah, thanks for the suggestion. I wish I would have understood Popes more and the way that their stuff's divvied up. But I think that the main point is that they all held grudges. Yep. and Who doesn't? A dead man was tried multiple times. Yep, but a dead man tell no tale. So they got nothing out of him. 
Anyway, signing off. I'm Kaylin. I'm Whitney. And bye. Sleep tight.